Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicole Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Verse series. And welcome to the two-year anniversary episode of the Best Damn Camp, a Ronaverse read-long and analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Rowden in timeline order. I cannot believe I have been doing this podcast for two years now. Oh my gosh. And we're multiple books in, because obviously we're currently in the timeline journey of being at the King Chronicles The Red Pyramid. Um yeah as always for these past two years i've been your host fran and welcome to the show so let's get into it so yes of course we are going over the cane chronicles the red pyramid today we've got chapter 31 i deliver a love note and chapter 32 the place of crosses which is from sadie's point of view as always i've got my points to focus on so today we've got balance characters and generally what i thought of it but to begin Here's the two-year anniversary synopsis. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Here are the two chapters synopsis. Waking from her concussed sleep, Sadie gets some bad news. When she rests once more, she is able to deliver Nut's note to Geb and is guided to a new location, where, as we find out, is the place that Zia is waiting for Carter. Now with Zia on side, things will hopefully go a little bit better. They only have 12 hours to save the world, after all. And that is the synopsis for these two chapters. Uh, before we get into it, I just I want to say thank you for everyone who has been listening since the very start. I want to say thank you to all the new listeners. The fact that this podcast is now two years old is just crazy to me. I started this literally, literally only about a month or two before the UK went into lockdown. So this wasn't a lockdown podcast, but it became one. Um, and you know I just it's been great like getting to know like getting to know all my new friends from the Percy Jackson podcasters um if anyone's listening I know Robert will be because of all the memes but um to all my friends who are part of the Percy Jackson podcasting group um I'm so glad that we've become friends I'm so glad that this podcast has allowed me to be introduced to you all incredible people um and to all of my listeners thank you so much for for joining and enjoying the show hopefully um and here's to another two years shall we say although it will definitely be longer than that i've already figured out that i probably won't finish the entire series for like another six seven years maybe (laughs) so um yeah anyway thank you so much for this um yeah two years wow and um, alongside that, it is now also a month from now, my debut short story for my Into the Wild series will be coming out. So on February 23rd, Echoes of the Past, the introduction short story to the Into the Wild series is coming out. Uh, links for that for pre-orders are in the description box. Uh, if you're a Kindle user, unfortunately you can't pre-order it yet, but you will be able to get it on the day. But it's a month from now. 
it'll be out and it's also my two-year anniversary for this podcast god this this can't get any better i'm so happy um so let's just get into it so let's go on into the proper episode instead of me just gushing and getting emotional so it is chapter 31 that we are starting with because 31 becomes before 32 and it is chapter 31 i deliver a love note so here is the overview for chapter 31 sadie awakens from her unconscious sleep and learns the news of bast after hearing from her uncle how he believes set may have let him escape more bad news just keeps on coming. They only have 12 hours to stop set, but for now, the concussed Sadie needs a little bit more rest. Meeting with Geb in bar form, he offers her a gift. Go to the crosses, he says. They're nearby. With that unhelpfully vague advice, he finishes by stating to think about the reality that set may be her flesh and blood too. Ooh, existential. <laughs> um, and that's basically the overview for chapter 31. It was a really short chapter, so it was a short overview. But um, yeah, I don't, admittedly, if I'm honest, I don't have too much to talk about for this chapter because it was very short. It was like, like six pages or something. But um, there is one thing that I want to talk about, which is where we get to the balance part of things for the main subject discussions. But we'll get to that when we get to that. But there are just a few things I want to pick up on of just like, where is the logic, people? Because, like, Sadie has woken up concussed, and um, the first thing Amos tells her is that you had quite a concussion. Now, I don't mean to be someone who, ironically, is dyslexic and is going on about, you know, use of words and grammar and tenses, but um, she hasn't had, she has, like, the concussion doesn't disappear after you've become unconscious. Like, that's how a concussion comes to be, because you've been knocked out. Like, what? That's not how concussions work. Just sleeping it off doesn't work. If anything, you're usually not meant to sleep when you have a concussion, because that's how you can die. Well, and, okay, not exactly. I'm not a medical professional, but, like, it's not the safest. You've got to keep an eye on someone who's got a concussion and is sleeping because it can be dangerous like you can't say she had a concussion <laughs> she has one she's only just woken up after being knocked unconscious she will have a concussion not had but my pedanticness aside um we do have this uh, side of it so i mentioned in the previous episode that i was a little bit disappointed that well not even disappointed but the impact of bath's death did or loss at least um didn't hit me as hard as it i believe it should have because this was clearly one that had more dire consequences which goes into here like it's mentioned that bass basically used all of her power to send so back into the depths of the duart which is the assumption that that also happened to her so her power is distinguished distinguished no dis i can't say that word distinguished oh, maybe i was saying it right, i don't know um her power is weakened that's better to say because i understand that um so she could be lost for hundreds of years which does happen a lot with gods like if they end up in the depths of the duat sometimes they can never return sometimes it just takes millennia or years for them to return um but also this the, the opening part of the chapter hold on but let me get to it because i don't remember the exact wording but straight away it got me back into the whole state of oh okay so she's not actually gone um, let me get to it, let me get to it. 
Um, uh, that was it, okay. Oh, God. So the first chapter with Stadium, chapter 21, it starts with, I'm glad Carter told that last bit, partly because I was unconscious when it happened, partly because I can't talk about what Bass did without going to pieces, but more on that later. Oh, actually, okay, no, now that I've read it aloud, it actually doesn't seem that much, but also at the same time, we get the feeling that that's really not going to be the case. Like, it's not like Bass is going to be gone. Because, again, <laughs> this is the fourth time. I don't know, it's just the impact of it. They keep trying to make it seem like, oh, this is the, the worst version. And, like, it is. Like, things are bad because Muffin the cat is now just Muffin a cat. Um, but, I don't know, it just... The impact is just not there. Even though the text is trying to tell me it is. Because, again... This has happened multiple times now. So it's just not hitting me as, as much as I feel it should. If it hadn't happened as many times, like say it only happened once, I think this impact would be more, like it would be more in general. The fact that it's happened three previous times and this is like the fourth, maybe it's the third or, it's the third or fourth time. The impact just isn't there for me. But anyway, I just think, <laughs> yeah, that's just all I have to say. But I talked about that more last week, so I won't talk about it anymore um the one thing i would like to say is i found the passing of the love letter from nut to geb um is was actually a really sweet and lovely scene and i i know it just it really touched me and also just seeing how the separation between them is so cruel it's like he opens this letter and it shows a constellation showing nut's face to him and i can't even remember how to describe it it's basically something from the earth jumps up and rips apart the image so he can't see her face for very long um, and he's just like oh I've not seen her face in millennia that's all that I needed and keeps the letter itself it's just it was quite painful to see and I, I'm, I'm so interested to see this in the in the live action adaptions because again we are getting Kane Chronicles movies with Netflix um, and seeing that I hope they do keep that in because that's just such a beautiful heartbreaking visual um I think that'd just be really interesting. Um, I also love the fact that Geb is exactly accurate to a god because he isn't useful. <laughs> like he just gives vague answers to questions as a kind of help, and then he's like, "Ah, I've done my work. Bye." <laughs> um, I just thought that was really funny. The one that I do want to focus on, which again is what I'm going to go into later, is the comment about Set was really interesting about. Say so like he says he is our flesh and blood and Sage's so like, well he's not mine and he's like, is he not? Um, that's And then he goes on to say something like, that's something to think on and we will think on that, but later. But for now, let's head on into chapter 32, The Place of Crosses. And here is the overview for chapter 32. Sadie and Carter are both quite rightly mistrusting of Amos and keep a few things from him for their own protection. Making a stop on the way to Phoenix, they end up in a Mexican restaurant and run into Zia. From here, things go pretty badly when Desjardins turns up. With Zia on their side, they're about to fight him off to get on the boat and flee. Zia uses a lot of her power to create a distraction for the chief lector, and in retaliation, he calls forth Sekhmet to go after them. With that name said, the siblings and a passed out Zia very quickly disappear on the boat. And that's basically the overview for chapter 32. It was an interesting chapter, I will give it that. The only issue, and 
this is going to be more of a not like a complaint thing but this just I do have some issues with some things and it is me probably being a little bit pedantic because I've come to not really have much of a taste for Sadie's character because um, there are just a few the few issues I'm having pop up in this that don't fully make sense to me one of which is so she talks about how she doesn't really have a home like she talked about um, when she woke up again with muffin on like her head and stuff like that and it reminded her of home and then she's like but I don't have a home anymore and I got very confused because I'm like I thought she did like I don't think she's on the run is she and I'm having this whole moment of like am I just forgetting that that was a thing that was brought in um that <laughs> that she did that she was basically put on the terrorist list with her brother and dad but I, I don't know it was just it was really weird um <laughs> I was just I don't know. so there was just thing I was like I'm pretty, like I I don't think she was but maybe I am just not too sure but anyway the only the main thing that bothered me again and I know people keep talking about how oh it's such a it's a sibling thing to like you know take the piss out of your sibling but like there's taking the piss out of your sibling and then there's doing nothing else but take the piss out of your sibling and I am getting really tired of it now because there is this whole section of like so she's going to tell well she's not going to but Amos basically asks them hey what's your plan for defeating set and Carter immediately gives her this look of do not say a word and she says oh well in her mind she goes oh it seems like the boy does have a brain after all something like that and it was just so unnecessary because Carter is continuously shown that he does have a brain literally the only thing that in my mind that she could be thinking of that he doesn't is when it comes to Zia but even then Zia hasn't actually shown herself to be a bad person like she helped them escape from the house of life like literally gave them the time to get out she helped save their life from the scorpion goddess like she's done consistently good things to help save them so yeah and also he doesn't fully trust her like he like we see it in a previous chapter that like he doesn't fully trust her himself like he's questioning the decision to even go meet her at this mexican restaurant place um so i know it's just really stupid but then the thing that got me about it was that she has this moment towards like carter being like oh it's not so stupid after all about amos and then has this line of like she wants to talk to carter about what i think it was what Gab said to her but she then tells them both anyway but she's annoyed that she can't be as open and share information with carter now which she's gotten used to doing she says because Amos is there and they don't trust Amos and all I can think is Sadie you haven't shared anything with Carter like you've not been remotely open with him at all like at this point she still has not told him about talking with Iskandar in the river uh, river of death place <laughs> I can't remember what it's called um and she also hasn't told him about her secret meeting with Anubis I also don't think she's told him that she well no she just has told him that she's got the feather but like nothing about the feather not what like basically she's not given him any information that's the whole main thing here she has not given any 
information to Carter and now she's suddenly annoyed that she can't give him information or confide in him because she hasn't in general if she had I'd get this line but she's not bonded with Carter and I think that's what's making this more frustrating Carter has actually opened up to her consistently but Sadie has not done the same and I'll talk about that a little bit more when we get to the character section but I know there's just some things like it is this whole moment where Zia turns up and she's like hey we need to band together to defeat Set because that's all we can do um, and like them she is wary of Amos and then Sadie for some reason gets defensive about that um, when she herself is also <laughs> wary of Amos but when other magicians turn up like Sadie's immediately like turning on Zia basically even though this is the girl who helped them escape multiple dangerous situations and then doesn't seem to bat an eye at the fact that Amos has just blasted lightning at a young girl so a girl around Carter's age of like 15 and he's just full-on zapped her with lightning and like Sadie's not thought anything of it really and it's only when again Zia continues to prove herself which she shouldn't have to prove herself again and again she's done it multiple times now but she's doing it again and then Sadie finally trusts her she's like oh wow you are on that side I'm like what How, why has she shown you to not be on your side <laughs> she helped you escape stop stop misjudging her but that may also be because as well as the fact that I am part of the Carter defense squad I'm also part of the Zia defense squad so Maybe I'm just anti-Sadie. I don't know, I'm not anti-Sadie because I do like Sadie. I just, it's similar to the whole Piper situation for me. Sadie has so much potential for a character to grow and be more compassionate and also just be more caring to others. Because that's something that I do think she lacks in certain areas. Like she doesn't build relationships well with others. And she gets attached to people quickly. Like we've seen like her devastation of like, thinking Philip of Macedonia is gone, thinking Cthulhu is gone, thinking that Bass is gone, and the emotions there, and even stuff to do with like her mum and her dad and stuff, but she doesn't show it when it's not in a life or death situation, which I think is a flaw in a sense of like, she doesn't show people she cares about them until it's almost too late, um, or until there is a dangerous situation. Whereas Carter is the opposite, he does show care, he does show caution and all these sort of things and he's got to open up to be aware that you can't trust everyone and things like that. I don't know, just the fact that Carter is having this growth and Sadie's kind of almost having the opposite is just an issue. But anyway, sorry, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> and we'll get into a little bit more with the character section. But going into the main specific uh, topic points, the balance discussion is the one that I'm really interested in because what makes the king chronicles interesting to me is that the series goes almost out of its way more more than others in in most cases to show that balance of quote-unquote good and evil of dark and light of chaos and peace is the most important thing in life set may be a bad guy and someone who is focused on chaos but he was also a carrier and protector of ra like he worked for the epitome of like peace and goodness in that sense because Ra was the king and he was the one who kept balance and he worked for this guy he was his protector he helped protect balance or is Matt the thing oh, I don't know there's something like I think it's like Matt no 
There is a word they have used. Is it Matt? I don't think it is. Maybe it is. Hold on. Hold on. Matt Kane Chronicles. Um, da da da. Matt, Matt, Matt. Okay, it is order. So Matt is order and harmony. Um, oh, okay. So it's Matt and Isfet. So we haven't heard of the word Isfet, but I'm going to use it now anyway. So the whole thing is that King Chronicles is showing this important balance of Matt and Isfet is the thing that helps Isfet, not Isfet. Matt and Isfet is what you need to balance the world. You can't have too much of one thing and too little of the other. They've got to be in equal balance. So Set was a protector of Matt basically for a long period of time, even though he is an Isfet god, a god of chaos. I think it speaks a lot to the reality that within every person there is a balance of chaos and peace or harmony um, and you need this balance of chaos and harmony because you can't have too much of a good thing I think it was um Teen Wolf talked about this one so like um, Scott McCall's character in Teen Wolf who is a werewolf and an alpha has this whole like conversation point at the start of one of the seasons saying you know we've had a really good period of time like we've had no issues everything's been going really well which means that something really bad is coming because you can't have too much of a good thing eventually things need to balance out um and i think that's basically kind of what the king chronicles goes about like i wonder if this idea of balance and how geb tells say that maybe set could be her flesh and blood is that maybe the idea is that what set represents is within us all in some way like even Sydney has shown chaotic tendencies like she's not afraid to hurt people really and she does keep things from people she doesn't fully open up like so she has this a uh, this sense of chaos within her and that she doesn't have this balance of this harmony within her she has more chaotic tendencies in general of being reckless of not really thinking decisions through of looking down on someone like carter who is i would say more of the mutt side of like he has this more ability of harmony and seeking out you know smarter decisions and smarter choices whereas he needs to have a bit more of the isfet and sadie needs to have a bit more of mutt um I don't know I just I think it's really interesting that there is this sort of conversation and importance of showing the reflection of how everyone has chaos and harmony within them but sometimes people have more of one than the other when really it needs to be an equal balance and I think that may have been what Geb was talking about but <laughs> I don't know I may be talking rubbish um but yeah that's basically all I wanted to talk about with balance because I just think it's a really interesting thing that they've done in the books um, to go on to characters though, um, the first one I do want to talk about is Zia because Zia is actually, she's showing a lot of growth to me. I think she's a really interesting character in that she is, in a sense, the balance, as I've just been talking about. She is someone who wants to bring people together to help balance things out because the canes need the house of life to uh, house of life to help them because they are not strong they don't have training they don't have an understanding of this world like the house of life do and in a sense zia has done that like she's joined them at the end of this chapter and she's going to help them out and so she is the one bringing that balance there is this mixture of in a sense what the canes are they are kind of a little bit more 
No, I was going to say they're a bit of the Isfet, but no, I wouldn't even say they're chaos, but th there's like a mixture of things within them, so they need someone to be that balance. So, kind of like what I was saying, like Carter is a bit more of Martin, Sage is a bit more of Isfet, and I think Zia is sort of like the line that she's going to help branch between them, so they are connected balance. Um, and I wonder if that's the role that she's going to play, I don't actually remember, but that's basically something that's getting to me. Um, but I just think Zia is really... I don't know, she's badass, she's interesting, she's cautious for the very right reasons about Amos. Um, you know, <laughs> her whole thing of like, I don't lie, I'm like, that's true enough, she hasn't lied to any of them at any point. Like, she's not shown herself to be a liar. Um, and I don't know, I just think there's a lot of interesting things about her as a character. And Sadie is kind of a little bit of... I actually know, she's not what I want Sadie to be, I just want Sadie to be better but Zia I think cause so far is the more interesting female character to me even though we've not had that much of her her and Bass are just more interesting female characters to me because I feel like there's more there's more to them they're not very they're not exactly one note like Zia has shown herself to be someone who struggles with her decisions of you know she's loyal to the house of life but the house of life is also making decisions that she's not fully agreeing with so in this point she has recognised that there are issues with the House of Life and now she is looking to join the other, the other side in the sense and help them because they are going down the proper path. Um, and I just, I really like Zia. That's basically what I wanted to say here. Um, Amos is another character in that, this is the one, this is another thing. So I think Amos's characterization at the moment. So I remember the thing that happened with Amos of like what is going on with him and the issue is I feel like and it may just be because I remember it but I feel like it's kind of obvious that something isn't right with him like this guy just blasted a child instinctively he's like ah she's lied to us blast and it's like what <laughs> like that's a large jump to conclusion like she just said no I didn't I didn't like I wouldn't blah blah and he just immediately shot a child basically it's like wow okay that was a all right um so i just think it's very clear that some things aren't quite right with him and i think that's kind of an issue like because i think it's when the reveal happens i wasn't surprised like even when i read it the first time i wasn't that surprised because i felt like it was quite obvious um like pulling a sort of red herring situation initially um but yeah that that was basically the whole thing i want to say about it is that i wish it had been a bit more subtle about what's going on with Amos but maybe some people ha didn't catch it so I'm intrigued to find out about that for anyone who wants to email in but I go finally in to Sadie I am disappointed I kind of am I'd actually forgotten a lot about Sadie's character but now I think I realize why I didn't remember much about her character is that I wish I wish we were getting so much more growth from her like we have the potential like I was talking about like her becoming more trusting and caring towards her brother and others but it just isn't and doesn't seem to be happening remotely like her turning on Zia so easily irritated me because Zia has done so many things for them to show that she is someone who can be trusted um, or at least to a level where it's like well no why would she tip people off because she didn't previously like she let you get away like she was the one who helped you get away previously. Why would she suddenly 
tip people off to your location when clearly she all she wants to do is to bring everyone together so we could all work together to defeat set like there's no reason not to trust zia right now because like i said she all wants them to come together so what's not to trust um and just just add in to that that rubbish about wanting to share with carter as well like you haven't even talked about the Iskandar and Anubis stuff with him. There's just, there's so many contradictions with Sadie's character, which is just really frustrating to read, especially considering, like, obviously I'm reading slowly. I'm only doing two chapters at a time. So it's more frustrating and more, like, I'm more aware of it because it's just so glaring that things aren't changing. Like, you can't tell me, oh, I want, like, I want to confide in my brother like I have previously, when there is no evidence for ever confiding in him. Like, Carter has confided in her more times than Bass has supposedly died. <laughs> I need to stop making references to that. But, like, I don't know. It's just... Yeah, I just want to go back to that whole thing of, like, Sadie as a character just reminds me of the potential that Piper as a character had. Of someone who could have been the representation of Aphrodite kids not just being beauty queens airheads she could have been someone who was a beauty queen someone who could spend like hours doing her makeup and then still go kill a monster immediately afterwards and look amazing doing it but she wasn't she was someone who hated femininity like on principle basically and sadie i feel like has the similar issue of like she is snark incarnate has some girly moments like she has this whole reference to like she sees a boy with a dark hair and she's like oh my god a nubis and i'm like for god's sake but that's also my issue with the fact that the relationship is ridiculous but i don't know just sadie is just a character who doesn't give me much to work with or appreciate because she's just very one note and it is bad mouthing her brother bad mouthing her dad being sad about her mum's sometimes when things happen being sadder seemingly for the loss of the animals in her life that she's only known a few days than she is about the possible loss of her father like her crying over like philip of macedonia and kafu when actually not even seemingly crying about her possible dad's death like obviously we know that she figures out what's going on but the possibility that they may not save him hasn't brought her to tears in the same way that like Cthulhu and Philip of Macedonia who she knew for about a day I don't know it's just I don't... she's just very inconsistent as a character which is disappointing additionally the fact that like her British stuff is just so inaccurate and it just it angers me Rick it angers me <laughs> she has this whole thing of like oh she doesn't she's not a fan of the desert she misses the lush greens of england i'm like mate you live near the thames in london there isn't much green there love um and then also this whole thing of like um then going to this mexican restaurant and she's like i suppose there are mexican restaurants in london because she talks about she hasn't had mexican food before and like saying you know she's never been to a mexican restaurant and i suppose there are some I'm like, there are a lot of mexican restaurants in london like there are restaurants everywhere in london you're telling me in her 12 years she's never been to a mexican restaurant lies rubbish lies <laughs> um 
not significant to her character at all, but you know, it's just something that just I just want more from Sadie. That's basically what I'm getting at here. Which I guess is where we're gonna lead into the question of the episode, because I wanna know, because I keep going on about it. <laughs> I'm sure people are tired of hearing me going on about it. I wanna know, how do you feel about Sadie's character development so far? Are you happy with it? I think it could be better. Do you think she even has one? What are the case, let me know on the social media. Obviously that's gonna be going up the day after this episode is out on uh, Twitter and Instagram at bestdowncatpod. So let me know there. Um, and again, if you would like to pre-order my short story, Echoes of the Past, the setup story to the Into the Wild series, you can do so. That will be linked in the episode show notes. Um, and thank you everyone for sticking with me for two years. Here's to two years more and hopefully a decade. So we'll see how it goes. I would be happily talking about Percy Jackson and Royal Worst content when I'm close to 40. So God, that's a horrifying thought. Anyway, <laughs> let's just finish up here. To plug where you can find our podcast, we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audio Boom, Stitcher, and basically where we listen to your podcasts. In the meantime, between episodes, you can find the Best Down Camp on various social media at Best Down Camp Pod on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to email me with your thoughts on the episode, you can email the Best Down Camp at hotmail.com, or if you want to support the podcast, you can head over to the Patreon page at patreon.com slash a healthy dose of Fran, which is linked in the episode show notes for things like early access to episodes and other exclusive perks. Want more Royal Universe content? Check me out on YouTube at a healthy dose of Fran. And if you want to support my writing career, drop me a follow at a dose of Fran on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Again, thank you all for tuning in. As always, I've been Fran, your very own hunter, and I'll see, shall I speak to you all next time. Bye.